0: Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business by mastering their time, money, and drama. I'm your host, Jessica McKinley, founder of What's Happening Coaching, a life coaching program that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. So if you're ready to make more money, have more time, and handle all that drama that comes with it, you've come to the right place. Hi, Hapsters. Welcome back. I have an exciting guest for you on the show. But as you know, before we dive in, I want to just update you on things that are neither important to you or to the world. But I just feel like all the time people are asking me, they love the little tidbits of real life behind a life coach. I'm just updating you on what's going on since we last spoke. I am have decided last minute that we're going to go on a baby moon. This is like a trend that I keep seeing my brother who's younger than me and all his friends doing. And I didn't do it with my son because that wasn't a thing then. And now I'm like, I think before this baby comes in June, we're just going to go on a baby moon. So I have frantically decided, wait, when is the last week that I can fly and where do we want to go and planned a whole trip? So now we're going to Mexico city, you guys in like two weeks. So that has been the fun little update that has been consuming my week and I can't wait. So if you guys have recommendations, if you've been to Mexico city, I need all the recommendations. I think I've already reserved two nights of dinners because big foodie and I've already gotten some wrecks, but still open to our day-to-day activities that we should do, especially maternity-friendly ones. Um, So yeah, really excited about that. All of you food lovers will be excited about this trip because I hear from a lot of people that it's some of their best bites of food they've ever tried in their life. Cannot wait. My pregnant self really appeals to this. Uh, idea. So anyway, now let's dive into the topic today. We have a guest for you who is someone that I am just actually coming into acquaintance with, uh, Amy Young. She used to work at CBS television and Google, where she specialized in TV strategy, business development, sales, and partnerships. You guys, how does a person go from CBS TV and Google to being a life coach? I know most most of you really want to know what changes in a person's brain that got her there, and you're going to get the opportunity to hear from her. Since moving into life coaching, she has been able to facilitate personal and team growth at global powerhouses like Google, where she used to work, and Oxford University. Maybe you heard of it and startups like Princeton Mortgage, but also in intimate venues like your living room, coffee houses, and Zoom chats. First of all, Amy, hi, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. And so tell us, I know I gave your whole bio and it is just sprinkled. I have to say with some of the fanciest titles and names. And I think that that's so fittingly part of your journey, right? Like a lot of us do grow up and if you're smart and if you pursue things with that, um, goal of achievements, you can end up at these big, fancy places and tell us a little bit about what led you to then leaving those places that people aspire to, to becoming
1: a life coach. Oh gosh. Yes. Thank you for asking. It is something Mm -hmm. I actually get stopped and asked about a lot just because the places to your point that I worked for some people are their dream jobs. Um, and I was very fortunate to get a job at CBS right out of college in Boston and worked my way up. And, uh, Google then called after 15 years at CBS to see if I would come and work for them. And at the time I thought, well, I, I love CBS, but if I'm going to leave, it's going to be for free coffee and free food in the cafeterias yeah, at Google, they right? have Like
0: slides at Google. I don't really know how else they have the nap pods. They have the slides.
1: Yeah. It, it really is like an adult playground, and the so people fun. are wonderful. It wasn't a great fit for me, which I know I'll, I'll get to in a minute. But there, it is all of the things that you hear about um, from a perk perspective. It, it's phenomenal. Um, and so I spent about two years there before I, I would say epically burning out. Um, and and I don't mean epically in that I like lit the place on fire as I walked out or anything dramatic like that. I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was having panic attacks on, on almost a you know weekly basis. Um, I have three kids at home. They were younger at the time. Um, it's been about four years since I left and I'm going to date myself here. My blackberry would start buzzing as I was folding laundry at, you know, nine o'clock at night. And I would just start crying. I like, I, I, I can't, do this anymore. Like I just, I can't split my brain in all of these directions. I can't do something that I don't care enough about anymore. Um, and I had worked with a coach previously in my, in my career and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I mean, I know you feel this way as a coach where you just, you have those moments with people and it's, it's everything. Um, and Once so chance, I hard to go back to unknowing what it's like to see your own thoughts. Right right? Oh my gosh. It's like, once your gears and your brain just shift literally into that place, it's like, how could I not do this? I can't imagine ever not being in this place of support for people.
0: Yeah. You described like, right. You had your head down, like, like as you were going and achieving and looking and trying to um, create this life. That's what we're told that we want. It's like, you don't really take the opportunity to then also look at your thoughts. You're just like in the thoughts, right? And then you get there. I think actually we were having this conversation partially before, before
1: we recorded. So pick up where we, where we left off. Yeah. It's so great because I think many of your listeners can probably relate to this where you almost have this checklist, right? If you're driven, if you're smart, you know, you want to achieve things, you graduate from school and you're like, okay, I'm gonna get my first job, right? And I'm gonna get promoted and then I'm gonna get promoted and I'm gonna meet my spouse or my partner and I'm gonna get married and then I'm gonna have kids and I'm gonna get promoted again. And you literally just put your head down and you keep going and you're just checking boxes. You're yeah. just checking boxes the whole time. And I said, what happened is I got to this place and all of a sudden I picked my head up and I had two kids and I was an executive and I was exhausted commuting three hours a day. And I was like, wait, this was supposed to be it. <laughs> you're like, why don't I feel that
0: like sunshiny feeling that I was pr- promised,
1: right? They all lied to me. Like, what? This yeah. was, that I was supposed to be happy now, right? Like I was yeah. supposed to feel fulfilled. I was supposed to be happy. And I I, I had so much to be grateful for, right? That's the frustrating thing.
0: Grateful, right? It's not just happy. It's not just, it's like, you're supposed to be grateful for what I have. Like, how dare you even question the life
1: that you built. Yes, and that's when I realized, oh, I've been making decisions based on other people's definitions of success and happiness. But
0: mm-hmm. I had
1: become so disconnected, and here's where I think the burnout comes in, I had become so disconnected from myself in terms of what I wanted and what, why I really wanted to work in the first place, the things that I liked about the industries that I was in, mm-hmm. that I didn't even know what I liked anymore. I didn't even know who I was. I didn't know yeah. what do I do for fun? What, you know, what somebody had asked me, what was the last time you actually laughed? I don't know that I would have really had an answer. So it's that yeah. process of becoming so disconnected that really inspired me to start doing the work that I now do, because I never want another strong, extremely capable woman to ever have to go through what I did We're too darn valuable for that to happen.
0: I love Hearing these stories, right? Because actually it's the story of almost all of the my clients. So like they start there, they have this come to Jesus moment, they burn it all down, and then they're like, Okay, what now I have maybe this idea or this passion? And they're like, Am I qualified? They go for through all of that, right? And then we I used to work with people that were at that starter phase, but now I work with people that like have this business, but they really want to sort sort out the other drama that's goes along with the process when you're a little further along. But I always want to know in this moment. So like, once you had this moment where you said you were like crying and doing laundry and your blackberry is buzzing. I love that. I never had a blackberry and I was always just like, I think I remember my friend being like, um, you are like being left behind. And by the time I was like, ready (laughs) to get a blackberry, like they were out. And I was like, you're being left behind. I'm going to get the Samsung anyway. Um, so you're at this, what, how long did it take you from that moment to like leaving and to figuring out where you wanted to go next? And that life coaching was the
1: thing. Yeah. So it was all in all about a 10 month journey. Um, I would hit a point at, at that low moment with the BlackBerry, uh, where I realized I have to do something to use that part of my brain again, that just enjoys things. I need to just do something for myself And so I had always thought about coaching and I looked into a life coaching school and decided, what the heck, at least if I hate it, I'll know I hate it. Right. But I won't know if I don't try. So I signed up for a certification program and I ended up loving it. I literally will never forget calling my mom in a Trader Joe's parking lot in central New Jersey with tears streaming down my face at nine o'clock. going, I found what I meant to do. You know, it was just, I had one of those moments where I helped someone unlock something really deep in them. And it changed everything that I knew I wanted to do with the rest of my career. It hasn't been easy since then, but it's been more meaningful than anything that I ever could have imagined doing.
0: So good. I love it. I mean, really that shift, if you were to sum it up in one sentence, it's kind of like you started asking questions more of like, who am I and who am I becoming? Instead of like, what do I want to achieve next? Yes. Such a different question. One of the things that I talk about in this podcast all the time is like one of the best things that you can do, even if you can't hire a coach yet, or you're not ready to hire a coach yet, or you're saving up to hire a coach, whatever the situation is, One of the things you can do right now is ask your brain higher quality questions. And right there, what you did that shift in just asking yourself different kind of questions. Like you stopped asking, like, what's the next thing I want to do or achieve? And instead, like, who do I want to become now in this phase of my life? And I, I, I really think that like that is so apparent in how quickly you were able to find something that lit you up.
1: Completely. And here's what goes along with that. I think is you also have to give yourself the space to ask yourself those questions. Yeah. One of the best gifts I ever gave myself was I went to a retreat. I went to a four day retreat with 50 other women who I didn't know. Um, But it was led by someone that I had been following online for years. Um, And it was the first time in, I can't tell you how long where I actually had the space to think about some of those deep questions, right? Yeah. To ask myself, like, how am I really doing? Do I do I enjoy what I'm doing? How do I feel at this point in my life? What do I wanna change? What do I wanna keep? Mm-hmm. So often we just get on that hamster wheel and we don't give ourselves the space to ask those deep questions, which I completely agree with you, are so important to remaining whole as a person.
0: Yeah, and so, To get back to like this topic, I actually was listening to an episode of yours that you were guesting on Get Carried Away, I think podcast, and um, you were talking about a little bit about your identity and the shift that happened when you then dove into life coaching and then you're all of a sudden going from getting dressed and going out there and being this high status person to like, all of a sudden you're saying, okay, that doesn't matter to me anymore. That's not what it's made of but your brain still has thoughts that like, yeah, but I still want people to think of me in that light. I still want people to think of me in that way. And I think that I was so intrigued by what you're saying. You're like, yeah, sometimes I do miss it. Like I miss like getting all dressed up and I could do it at home. And I'm curious, like, I don't know when you recorded that episode and from then to now, even if things have changed, but I love the idea that like, Our self-concept is what is creating what we're doing, how we're showing up, how we dress, the amount of money we make, all of it. How would you say that your journey has been to like change? How how has your self-concept changed since shifting into like an entrepreneur role and away from this
1: corporate achiever? And how does it
0: stay the same?
1: It has been such a roller coaster from an yeah. identity perspective, uh, which I'm sure you can relate to and, and all of your listeners. Um, because I didn't think I had to work on my identity much when I left and I started my business. I was like, okay, so now I'm just going to take this one hat off and I'm going to put this other hat on and I'm going to start my business and you know, yeah. the rest of the history, right? Um and what I didn't realize was, you know, especially on those hard days, right? How much my, and I used to think it was more tied to ego, but really it is just that sense of identity and self-worth that I had to form a whole new definition of, right? When you don't have those metrics of um, an annual performance review, right? Or if you goal like that your company has achieved, I had to literally rewrite Every script of goals, the way that I looked at goals, the way that I looked at success, what my definition of that was, yeah. any conditional happiness or condition, conditions I had put on what success meant, I had to completely rebuild. And I know we were talking before we started recording here a little bit about that concept of dress, right? And what that means and what that meant for me. And I used to love putting on a dress. I used to Can love, I ask
0: you do you own like Louboutins or anything like that are you like one of those I fashion- stopped at
1: Burberrys I stopped at Burberry shoes right. I was like one level below and I'm very hard on my shoes so um I also was like kind of terrified of having a red sole that I messed up yeah. um but so I was like I was one level right below there Yeah um, all right but below it there. was like I just felt like I was a different person Right. Because especially having young kids at home at the time. It was like, oh, I go from like weekend wearing sweatpants and going to sporting events to like, oh, now I get to be a person. Right. right. Now I get to be my own person who has professional. my professional. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so I got to like get dressed up, put the makeup on, do my hair every single day, and literally walk someplace else. Yeah. Well now here I am, you know, walking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Right, like here I am dropping the kids off at school. I don't need to get dressed up. I don't need to put the dress on anymore. So I went through a period where I didn't do that, right? Mm-hmm. Where I I didn't wear leggings, but like I would just wear jeans or I would wear something that was comfortable and maybe I'd wear shoes, maybe not, but they'd be flats. And I'm five foot three, and I had to get all my pants hemmed because <laughs> they're not built for flats. <laughs> um, so I I started just dressing a lot more comfortably. And what mm-hmm. I found over time was that mentally it really affected the way I was showing up. Yeah. Like, can you give me an example? Because I, I
0: feel this and I know this deep in my bones and I've made so many shifts in terms of like my fashion and my closet since in really in the past two years consciously, but like I cannot drive home enough how much it affects the way that I show up around my house. So I'd love to hear like some examples of like, what you noticed that was kind of slipping in terms of delivery or in terms of like, I don't know, belief in yourself, et cetera?
1: Yeah, what I realized after a period of time was I stopped feeling important mm-hmm. because I had associated my self-worth with, at the time, the amount of money that I was making and my title, as much as I wouldn't have admitted that to anyone. yeah. What I've realized is because I had done that, When I stopped doing my hair every day, when I stopped putting on the, you know, the power outfit or what felt like a power outfit, Mm -hmm. I immediately allowed myself to absorb a narrative that I wasn't important anymore. Mm -hmm. And that affected the way that I showed up in my business almost every single day, because while I would put out the offer, right. Or I would have the client consult, or I would build the program deep inside. There was still that thought of, I'm not really important anymore. You know, I'm not as good as I used to be. Yeah. And it took me a while to understand that link between the two. Right. And how just the act of blowing my hair dry every day or putting makeup on, right? Helped me feel important again. Helped me feel like I was worth showing up in my business every day the way I used to show up.
0: Yeah. And so like, for me, I know- one of the things that was happening that I couldn't really explain i just thought there was something wrong with me was like, I wasn't showing up on time. Like I felt more casual. Mm -hmm. And so like, I would be relaxed about when I was showing up to things. And all of a sudden when I, and the other thing was too, like the things that were scheduled where no one else was, was, um, a part of it. So it wasn't a client appointment. It was not, you know, a meeting with Christine, my podcast producer. It was just something that I had scheduled for me to do. I took it less seriously because like you said, the thought underneath was I didn't take myself seriously. And when you have that thought, it's, it's really difficult to show up in action. I was to say, like, you're trying to out action a bad thought. And so it doesn't mean that you can't have these thoughts about you if you wear leggings, like there's no one right. Right outfit to wear. And that's not what we're saying. I don't want it to be misinterpreted, but it's like for you, what are the, the things that make you feel good in your body that make you, and we can question it from both angles. Cause I do think there's a little bit of like, all right, like re re-questioning the societal, you know what I mean? Like work that has been done to me like, oh, you can only feel beautiful or powerful if you are wearing heels or whatnot. There's There's a bit of that that I'm sure is in there. I'm okay with it. Like if you don't like heels and you're just doing it because you want someone else to think a certain thing about you. But for me, like I look at myself differently when I'm wearing heels. I take myself more seriously when I'm doing that around the house. And it's like, how the question for me, the high quality question here is like, how do you want to feel when you're showing
1: up to your work day? And so for you, what is that feeling that you want to feel? I mean, I want to feel like when I walk into my office every day, I can take a deep breath and just say, let's go. Yeah. Right. What, like, what emotion is that
0: for you? In one word, a one word emotion.
1: Uh, Just powerful. Powerful. Yeah. It it is powerful. 100%. And I look at, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, bringing your whole self to work and what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was reading an article recently about, you know, in interviews, people are now willing to show their tattoos, right? They're willing to roll up their sleeves and actually, you know, show themselves more. They don't maybe take a second or third piercing out of their ear when they go for an interview anymore. And that to me just speaks so highly of this as well. And it's so intertwined because we shouldn't have to pretend that we feel a different way or that we are a different person. If we really can, whether our office is in an office building or an office in our homes or a local coffee shop, presenting yourself in a way that's going to allow you to feel the most confident, that's when you're going to bring your best work. That's when you're going to support your clients the best or make the best connections. So it's all about. What you just asked, how do you want to feel when you start your day? How do you want to feel when you walk into work?
0: Yeah, I love powerful. That's definitely on my top three characteristics of how I want to feel when I'm just like walking around my house. I think especially for moms, right? Cause it's like a whole different thing. Once you become a mom and you're working in your house, trying to put that hat on and off can be very challenging because if you're like in your side peripheral vision is like toys and like things that trigger your mom brain, it's going to be a bit of a problem. So self-image and self-concept and dress, like it also relates to the the space. Like how can you, it's like a threefold, right? It's like mindset and understanding how you want to feel. It's also understanding what you can do in terms of creating the, the self that is most powerful and then your environment, right? So the people that you're around, but also your space, do you have a separate office? Do you not, do you work in your, like in a shared space? I'm always curious about this too, because I think everybody has something that works differently for them.
1: Oh, completely. And it's really important to know that it's almost like, what is my, you know, what is my definition of my workplace and where do I work best? So right now we're actually in the midst of transforming what was my daughter's old bedroom into my office in my house. My husband and I used to share an office. Um, in our home back when the pandemic started and while we actually thankfully still love each other very much and could share an (laughs) office um, I found that his job was just way too like quick for me to be taking a client call if he would get a call Um, Mm -hmm. and so but sometimes I go to work from a coffee shop if my work depends on it but Mm -hmm. for me having a space that is my own to be myself and to create and to feel we said when you walk in that door and you want to feel a certain way yeah i it's because i look around and i'm like i created this space right like i read all those books i achieved that thing that's on my wall yeah. right like these yeah. are all things that mean something to me and all of that goes into how you show up and who you are as a person
0: I mean, I think the pandemic really just made this whole conversation relatable to everyone, even if you're in a corporate environment, because a lot of people have just experienced whether they're still doing it or whether they were for a year or two, like working from home, um, even when you're showing up to your corporate job. And I have clients who move to work from home and still work from home and they show up and they're background of their Zoom is just like chaos. And this is not me judging at all because like certainly my house is not perfection, but I do know for myself when I come to the part of my day that I need to be really focused. It's like, it's always going to pull from your energy and from your mind space when you, the way you're dressed, the way you're showing up, the way you're presenting and your space are not matching the self-concept that
1: you want to have? Yes, so much. Uh, One tip and one quick story you mentioned, you know, the reality of, of being a working mom. And I'm sure many people listening who have come to work from home in the pandemic can relate. One of the reasons I ended up moving to an office upstairs in our house is because my kids put push pins in my vision board. They literally took push pins and like found a picture of a woman that I had on my vision board and stuck the push pins in her (laughs) eyes. And I was like, that's it. I need my own space. (laughs) Uh, Um, that's so good. Wait, keep going. Yeah. So, but it ties to what I, what I had a coach who used to call these things tolerations. Right. And tolerations are those, you know, bigger, small things that just drain your energy, right? Mm -hmm. It could be anything from a light bulb that you need to change or a mound of paper that's sitting on your desk. All of these things take up brain space and they take up precious energy that you could be devoting to your business or yourself. Mm -hmm. And so the more things you are literally tolerating in your home environment that take up that space, the less you have to devote to the things that are truly important to you.
0: Yes reach. Oh my goodness. So in, I I know what, like, I really could talk about fashion and business and money like all day long. It's been a, like a new self-concept for me. I actually did one podcast episode on it as well about like self-concepts and five self-concepts that I've developed just because I just decided like, this is who I want to be now. Like a fitness person, a amazing co-parent I'm divorced. And like that identity shift was all of these are transitions, not just in what you do, but in h- how you think about yourself. And so for me, being a fashion icon is a self-concept that I've just decided to embrace and to take Love away. it. And it's hilarious to my friends and family who like for the longest time are like, you don't own matching socks. Like you are not a fashion icon. And I'm like, I don't know. It's not who it's who I am now, like in my future. Like, don't worry about the past. That was all just thought errors. Like it's fine. This is who I am now. And like in the beginning, it takes other people a while to adapt to. So I think that there is that bit of an imposter syndrome. If you're listening to this and you're like, okay, that sounds nice. Like I'd like to be someone who shows up in a different self image, but quote unquote, it's just not who I am. I want to just invite to you that like, you get to decide to redefine who you are at any age. You could be listening to this podcast and you could be in your sixties and you're like, all of a sudden now I want to care about fashion and I want to show up in a different way. And it's like, yes, I I love the idea that who we are, our self-concept, our personality is not fixed. And if you're looking to your past to really decide how you want to show up, you're going to be really limited in, in what shows up for you. So I, uh, I uh, wanted to like, just ask in, in wrapping what advice you would have for someone who is like trying to make this transition or wants a different result in their life. And they feel like who they are right now, isn't quite like matching, whether that's their environment or like they're a mom or whether it's like how they're dressing. And they just feel like, I don't know anything about fashion or any of that, any advice you have or anything that you overcame that
1: people could uh, pull from. Yes. So a couple of things there and I love how you teed up the concept of identity boxes, mm-hmm. right? Like whether we've created them ourselves or other people have created them for us. So often we don't even realize these limiting boxes that we're putting ourselves in whether we're the sporty one because that's the way yeah. we've always been or we're the smart one or we can't wear this or we can't wear that, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing is just becoming aware of it, right? Is is understanding you know, okay, who have I been? How have I acted? How have I been dressing, Mm -hmm. right? Do I like that, right? Taking the time to stop and ask yourself if you do. I mean, I mentioned the power of just taking time away, right? If you haven't actually stepped back in your life and given yourself a time out, I mean, goodness, after all we've been through over the past two years, there has never been a better or more important time. Just do that and check in with yourself and ask, do I like how I'm showing up? Do I like who I've been? And using that and using everything that comes up for you to then intentionally decide, okay, what does that now mean for how I want to move forward? There are so many clues in our past of the things that we're good at, of the things that we like, of the things that we don't like, but we have to be willing to really unconditionally ask ourselves those questions. And so creating the space and the time for me is absolutely the first step to doing that for oneself.
0: Yeah. And so, I, like, I even think, gosh, I know everything that you say. I just, I'm like, cool. That was my last question, but now I have another question. Um, yeah, it, it's just like, I think that it, what's so great about what you just said too, is that it's like, it's, it's really endless possibility. I think once I decided, okay, I want to be a person who makes a million dollars. Let's say that's what I'm scaling towards. I just really looked around and I was like, what about my current self-concept doesn't match my million dollar self. Mm-hmm. And I was also sharing an office with my boyfriend during the pandemic. And it actually also, we very much love each other. And it was, it actually really worked out fine for us. It was fine. But when I thought about it, I was like, Now, like you can see in the background, like I have this wallpaper that nobody else in the world would approve of except for me. It's very Alice in Wonderland and um, like a yellow velvet couch. And I like live for my office. I have a blue wall. I have like all the things that just speak to me and feel like my brand. And I just get dialed in. I'm like, I am the only version of me. It can, it converts to how much money I make. And do you oh. find that? Cause these are entrepreneurs listening right now. Do you find that like the more dialed into your self-concept, oh, what you wear and transitioning into powerful environment and clothes and what, what have you like thoughts essentially, which is what determines that has transitioned into or translated into how much money you make and how many clients you have? Oh my
1: gosh. So what I learned that unlocked a whole new world for me was that I now outsource all decisions to my future self. Yes. I outsource those decisions to that future version who I see, you know, making a certain amount of money who I see up on stage has the book, does the thing, right?
0: Mm -hmm. The more you
1: can connect to that future vision of yourself, the more you realize, oh, she's in charge. Don't know what to do. What would she do? What would she do? Outsource no, all of
0: you're your- speaking like right to the soul <laughs> of this podcast right now. Sincerely future you. So I, you know, I haven't had a guest on in a while and we haven't done this segment. My producer's going to be so proud of me right here. Are you ready? What is the best thought that your future self has for you right now?
1: She has challenged me every single day to ask myself, what would you do today if you knew you couldn't fail? Because if I'm sitting there, I've had plenty of days where I'm sitting here saying, I'm kind of scared to make this offer. I like, I'm going to press, I'm going to press send on the email, right? Like, I, you know, maybe I shouldn't launch that workshop, you know? No. What would you do today if you knew you couldn't fail? Go out and do it. Just go out and do it. She challenges me to ask myself that every single day. And as a result, I have put myself out there more and more and more amazing things have just continued to come my way because of it. Yeah.
0: Oh, so good. Yes. We could definitely end there. I could go on and on and on about this topic of the future self, but I think that was such, so eloquently put. And For those of you who are uh, listening, if you want to find Amy and you want to read her future book that I'm sure will be out there in the world at some point, you have to connect
1: with her. Where can we find you, Amy? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Redefine Possibility or on my website, you can email me from there and it's www.redefinepossibility.com.
0: So good. I love that your website is made of real words. I decided in my branding expertise that like, I would have like a punny website. And it's always so difficult to explain on podcasts. Cause I'm like happening, but with the why, and it's happening and people are like, what? Okay, I'm confused. And they just won't go to my website. Eventually I'm gonna rebrand the website, but I love redefined possibility. It is everything. And um, so we can't wait, go over and connect with Amy. If you guys have questions for her, if you have feedback, if you wanna see what Amy's gonna be showing up wearing, you ask me, leave a uh, leave a note, leave a review on the podcast and uh, connect with her over on Instagram and let us know if you're listening to this episode. Take a screenshot of it. Tag us in your stories so that we can kind of have a, a follow-up conversation, maybe to this conversation.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Tag me and let me know what you're wearing and I'll I'll bump you up. I'll praise it, of course. Yes. Woo woo. Let's just like
0: just make the self-images match all of our million dollar selves. I love this. All right, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show. And all of you guys really, really connect with that future self today. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. Hey, hamsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to what's happening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening. dot com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening Again, that's happy H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.